welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. We are getting very, very close. close to the start of the regular season. We're about less than a week out now. Yeah. Feeling excited, feeling good, ready to watch some real NBA basketball at this point. And today, on our last episode prior to the start of the season, we want to give our predictions for what we think is going to happen this year. Yep. Uh, like we said in previous episodes, one of the more exciting NBA seasons to come. That we'll, Highly anticipated. That we'll have seen in quite some time now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what your your predictions are um for this season did you have did you have a hard time coming up with your predictions um i i guess yes and no because um yeah because it's pretty wide open but you know certain things i think were pretty i felt like were pretty straightforward you know and we'll go we'll get into it as we go through the uh you know yeah the predictions but um yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, I had a lot more, a lot more fun doing it this year. Obviously, because last year, I think everybody kind of expected the Warriors to win it all. You yeah, know? yeah. So, well, uh, there's, you know, obviously there was big news that came out a couple of days ago with you know LeBron chiming in on China, and I yep. think we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you want. I don't know if we should talk about that at the end or. As potential to derail our yeah. <laughs> season predictions episode. Yeah. So maybe we can save that yeah. for, for the end. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, let's let's get on to our predictions. Uh, so there are a couple things that uh, I wanted to discuss with you in terms of pre- predictions-wise for this year. Obviously, there are the individual awards like, you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure you have your predictions for those. There's also uh, NBA All NBA first team. Did you come up with your All NBA first um, team? I did not, but I think uh, it's fairly easy for me. I feel like what the All NBA team is going to look like. Okay. So. There's All NBA team, right? Yeah. And then there's also the All Rookie team. Didn't then, do the All Rookie team. And then there's also the All Defensive team. Did not do the all defensive team. So think think about those. Sure. Think about those as we yeah. as we talk. All NBA teams gonna be pretty easy for me, I think. Um, but yeah, but I did do the awards. Okay, and then there's also um, who's gonna make the playoffs in each conference. So I actually okay. listed out uh, the top eight seeds for each conference. Yeah, you did that as well. Yeah. Okay, so amongst those. Amongst those things, what what do you think we should start off with? Uh, um, what do you want to talk about first? I guess we could start off with, uh, you know, the least. What's like the least exciting, I guess? Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's do. How about this? Let's do the let's do the individual awards first. Okay. Okay. So I have here um, five awards. Okay. And they are obviously MVP. 
mm-hmm. rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, uh, most improved player. Okay. And uh, comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. All right. Um, all right. Now let's do. Um, you, you you said six man of the year too, right? Oh, six man of the year as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Let's just go in order from. Uh, the bottom up to the to the MVP, the reverse order. Okay. Um, Who did you have for comeback player of the year? Yeah. So, I felt like I feel like it's not as easy as last year. I think last year, I don't know. I forget who won it, but I feel like Derrick Rose was kind of the right. He was sort of the favorite. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember who won it last year, but uh, for this upcoming season. So for me, it was down to two players, mm-hmm. and uh, I am going to go with uh, Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought about him, too. Um, I went with uh, Karis Levert. Oh, okay. Uh... So I don't know if that counts or not because he did actually end up coming back last year. But doesn't it count as comeback player of the year as more of just kind of like having not played maybe up to your potential kind of thing? Or is it like you have to have not played? Because well, then, he... then it would be difficult to find Yeah, I mean, Karis LeVert did actually end up playing pretty well, right, in the playoffs? Yeah, I guess so. But I guess it's just because from in my mind it was like he just wasn't, you know... Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was he was on track to uh, he was ascend sort of, he was a to another yeah. level. He was a breakout. Yeah, and I I think I I nabbed him as a comeback player because just as, because of the fact that we weren't gonna have uh, um, Kevin Durant, you know, for the for the majority of the season. Yeah. So I I figured, and without D'Angelo, I figured he'd be carrying the load a lot more. Okay. Um, but um, you know, Oladipo is actually he's that's that's a solid pick too. Um, he's probably the favorite, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I also considered Michael Porter Jr. as comeback player of the year. <laughs> is that, Not I that guess, he ever yeah, was true, there yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I just went with Oladipo just because we've seen him be an all-star player, you right, know? Right, And, um, I mean, I don't know exactly when he's planning on coming back, but, um, you know, when he does come back, I fully expect him to yeah. become the all-star player guard again you know yeah 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 okay so uh let's move on to most improved player yeah this one's i had um i went with so i went with og og and anobi yeah of the toronto raptors yeah um just for a lot of factors because um with Kawhi no longer being there, um, and with the fact that um, you know Kyle Lowry's a year older, um, he's already kind of the elder statesman of that yeah. team. And, and and you know I think there are rumblings that he's gonna be on the trading block, also. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I I really just I like I really like his potential, and I feel like um, I think the Raptors have a really good organization out there, especially in terms of like development. Um, Masai is like one of the best GMs. Yeah, so um, I don't know. For me, he just seemed like a logical choice for me, and I think he's uh, 
he's just kind of it's kind of tailor made for him to break out. Yeah, see, because I, it's funny because I I feel like I want to maybe even categorize him as a potential comeback player of the year because he okay. sat out last. You know, he didn't yeah, play in the that's, playoffs. I mean, last that's year true. Either. That's true. Yeah. But I I think what yeah. you're saying is that um, we're gonna see a significant improvement out of him. Yeah. For this upcoming yeah, I expect year. To, I expect to see things that we just were not. You know, we're just not gonna expect to see. Yeah. You know, the stage is set for him to. Yeah. Expand his game a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, there were a couple of names that I okay. thought about. Yeah, there um, were a couple guys that were. I thought about someone like Derek White. You're high on Derek White. You know, he played. You know, re- reports say he played well with Team USA. Uh, you know, throughout <clears throat> throughout that whole camp and during the World Cup. Um, yeah, I'll tell you another name that was kind of on my short list with uh was Jonathan Isaac. Okay. Of yeah. The Magic. Yeah. Um he's a guy with very high potential. Um great good, measurables. Good wingspan. Oh yeah. Right? Incredible. Fan, so he fan of the wingspan. Yeah, he was probably my he's probably my second um second one on the list behind OG. Okay. Um yeah. All right. Yeah, so Derek White's one of them. Um I also uh considered steven adams just because he, i feel like he's oh, primed to play a bigger role with okc now that okay. uh, russ and uh paul george are no longer there sga is a really good one so sga is actually the one that i decided to go with that's a really good one because um obviously you know with that trade i feel like he is the centerpiece on you know okc's side based on, on what they got back yeah and you and I were both really high on his potential. Super high on that kid. Right, six six point guard uh, can defend. Got some shades of um, Sean Livingston. Yeah, can defend. Uh, smart with the ball, and so I I feel like it seems to me that OKC has SGA as a major part of their future going forward. So they got him tapped. They're gonna give him plenty of opportunity yeah. to uh, you know. Um, grow as a basketball player and i feel like with okc you know and this is a little teaser for later in this podcast with okc not really expected to make uh, any noise in the playoffs this year you know it's a great developmental year opportunity for sga so i feel like um he has you know uh, a gr- a great opportunity to really um step up and take his game to the next level and yes. which is why I choose chose him to be most improved player for this year. Yeah, he he is I think a future star in the league. I um it it's I feel like his he's going to be really missed on the Clippers, you know? Uh people kind of downplay. And I you know, I get it cuz Paul George is a known star in the league, but um you know, Paul George has got he's got some injury risk to him, so I don't know. I obviously Kawhi and Paul George on the same team, you go with that ten out of ten times, but Kawhi with just uh the supporting cast that was already there with SGA, I I almost feel like it's debatable because that I'm that high on SGA. So that just shows you how much of a what my you know, how I feel about SGA. So so yeah. You higher on SGA than uh, like Lonzo? Right now, I would say so because Lonzo's shot is so 
is so suspect, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what about Brandon Ingram? I mean, let's not get crazy now. Let's not get, you know, I don't think so. Um, I mean, an argument can be made. Yeah, I an argument can be made. I think that SGA has the potential to have a better overall career than Brandon Ingram. It's true. It's true. And I, yeah. And I have a bit of a Brandon Ingram bias, which I admit, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do uh, six men of the year. Okay. Um... So I thought the battle for six men of the year was actually going to be in Los Angeles. So um, I thought it was, I think it's going to come down to, um, you know, the sort of the, you know, there are rumblings about people saying that this award should be named after the guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I was very tempted to pick him as six men of the year again, but I went with the hometown favorite, Kyle Kuzma. Um, just because I'm just really high on his ability to, I I love his work ethic, and I think his work ethic will, um, finally lead to some hardware, some awards this year. Um, I think he's he's gonna be a crucial part of that that bench. Okay, yeah, I went with Lou Will. Yeah, uh, just because um, I think his role is a lot more solidified than Kaguzma's. Like, sure. I, I I mean, I'm still wondering if Kakuzma's not going to start a lot of games. Okay, this that's year, fair enough. You know? Yeah, and you know what? With the caveat of let's say if uh, if Kyle Kuzma ends up starting, then yeah, I think Lou Williams is obviously the de facto favorite in my opinion as well. It was, yeah. it was down to those two guys, and if it's is like you said, it's possible that he he can start. Yeah, because I think without a doubt, Lou Will is going to come off the bench, and without a doubt, he's going to take all the shots that he'll need to grab another six man of the year award yeah and obviously that team is loaded now and so um that's only going to help him i feel like well you know in terms of scoring opportunities that's what he's really there for yeah. you know no one's right. really no one's really um no one's really criticizing his his defensive deficiencies mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. i don't think he's a i don't think he's a plus defender you know sure uh but kaguzma yeah we we have talked about his deficiencies on defense so far in his career you know yeah and that kind of perception might might hurt him i feel like there's going to be a a more critical microscope for kyle kuzma than there would be with lou williams yeah it's funny because it's not like lou williams is a defensive guy anyways either he's not he's totally not he's uh he's (laughs) if anything he's a liability on defense but it's just kind of because everybody knows you know what you're getting with him right you know, he's got that microwave offensive game, you know. He's carved a very uh, specific niche for him in the league. Yeah. Which is scoring off the bench. And that's going to grab you a lot of, you know, six man of the year awards, yeah. you know. And so I, I have no reason. He's got a lot of fans, like, amongst the players, too. Like, a lot of, he's got a lot of respect amongst his peers. Yeah, because he's, what, he's like six foot tall, not really athletic. Yeah. But he can still score the shit out of the ball. Yeah. So... Yeah, players. Former Laker. <laughs> Former Laker. Actually, that trade worked out for the Lakers, though, I think. Because they got a first round pick out of Luwell. Yeah, we did get a first round pick. I don't and, know what uh, I don't know what pick ended up. Was that Was that the that Kuzma might have been Josh pick? Hart, no? Or Josh Hart? Okay. It could have been Kuzma. I'm not I'm not sure, yeah. But it was it was like one of those. It's guys. worth it. It's worth it, yeah. yeah. I mean, would be would have been really nice to have him <laughs> on the Lakers now, but Yeah. 
Um, but we don't he, you know. he we don't need him you know because our offense is so stacked you know right um but yeah okay uh so let's let's get down to the more heavy oh. hitter awards here okay okay let's do rookie of the year yeah there's an obvious I mean, there's an obvious choice here yeah. and i still um I mean, I, I still chose Zion, you know? Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's a no-brainer for me. I hesitate, I hesitate on picking him because of the injury risk. Okay. You know? You know, I feel like uh, I feel like you and I are the only guys on the planet who are kind of leery about his... Uh, you know, I don't necessarily feel like other people are kind of honing in on this... Uh, I wouldn't say it's danger, you know what I mean? But you you see it, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because you know, I haven't watched I haven't watched basketball for so long, and seeing a guy that athletic who's that huge, it just there's something unnatural about it, you know. Yeah, and I, I say that with yeah. the utmost respect because he is an absolute beast, you know. Um, in fact, he was on my storylines list last last podcast, right, right, you know. Right, so yeah. he he's an amazing talent. So, but yeah, I I, I do see that. Um, but yeah, he he's he's pretty much my rookie of the year too i mean he's having a good preseason you know people are getting caught up in the zion hype yeah and his shot looks decent actually i mean not uh, not i wouldn't great. say well i, I mean I his would form say it looks, looks okay right i would say it's form. not good <laughs> all right like i feel like i'm trying needs, to throw him a bone here i feel like he needs to correct it you know oh you're saying you think his shot needs to be fixed um i would you know if i were to this if i were to describe zion's shooting form and his potential to be a shooter i feel like it's very similar to another player that kind of mirrors him a lot uh blake griffin mm. and his shot early on mm-hmm. you know because he wasn't really he was uh people would have people would leave him out there to shoot jumpers you know yeah. and i feel like zion i feel like there needs to be a couple of tweaks to his to a shot obviously he's um it's not you know there's he has a teammate that has much more a much bigger shooting mechanics problem you know yeah uh but uh, i don't think it's like i don't think it's to that degree but yeah. i feel like there needs to be something it, it doesn't look like super smooth to me right right um yeah i yeah. I, I feel like there needs there's a way to ways to go for him to be a threat i think blake outside. griffin is a great um he's a he's a really good one to to bring up when it comes to zion and and the idea of of someone to look to in order to um you know fix some of that shooting woes because they you know they're both big dudes well i guess actually zion is reported now to actually be more of like what six five six 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 oh really yeah oh um because you know the, the whole thing about how like uh the measurements are required now oh right yeah, so he he's turned out to be a little bit shorter than, but I see. um, yeah, and that's actually like what three four inch difference between the two. Yeah, I mean but, he's he's a more, better athlete than Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin, which was is kind of crazy to say. Athlete. That's yeah. crazy to say, but but like but like, to your credit though, to and and to your point, I think it's true that he's, you know, big man came coming into the league with some questionable uh, shooting. Um, he's the guy he should, he should probably actually tap into in some off seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, he's just too too big of a talent for me to pass up on in terms of who I think the rookie of the year is. Right. Right. And 
it's at, it's to the point where I feel like anyone else winning this award would be kind of an upset. Yeah, and it's his his award to lose. By the way, actually, back to um, now that we're talking about Zion and and the Pelicans and stuff. Did you were you tempted at all to put Lonzo Ball at the most improved uh, player of the year? Uh, not really. If you had no. to rank him, where would he fall? You think he'd be on your like top five list of most improved? Top five. I would say no. I guess that just kind of, I mean, that shows, though, that you're, his star is kind of dimmed for you then, huh? He, he's he's I, just not. So my whole thing on Lonzo is that there are three components to him as a player that are outstanding. Right. Defense. Which is his defense, passing. his passing, and his athleticism. Yeah, for a point guard, for a guy his size at that position is, yeah. And then... Everything else, all other aspects of his game, is not is well is not average. even NBA caliber. I would say. Wow. Okay. Right. I mean, he's a forty percent sure. free throw shooter as a point guard. That's it's kind of unheard that's of. That's a that's a you know a a big wart. Yeah. To your profile. Uh. Much maligned outside shooting. Yeah. You know. So you're not buying all the uh, summer summer highlight videos of him just. Yeah, you know, House of Highlights, they're, like, showing him, like, hitting three step-back three-pointers and yeah. stuff. But if you look at the stats, he's still shooting, like, 32% from three. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which, at, you know, which lends to my point of him just being, like, that generational yeah. player that people identify with, you know. I just find uh, Lonzo Ball such a fascinating player because we never have seen anyone quite like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate because... I feel like he he could have been I mean and still he still has a chance obviously because I think he's still very much a prospect but I think he could have gone down as one of the most intriguing like better players you know what I mean yeah because his possibly. skill set is really unique like you said you know I mean if he's gonna do it he's gonna do it on on the Pelicans because you know that it's a great situation for him yeah he's he's cut all ties with Lavar from a business standpoint now. So he's Which kind of is free good. to be his own guy. And he's a very mature. I don't know. He seems to be a sort of mature. Anyways, I guess just saying that I kind of root for the kid. Yeah, I do too. You know. Yeah. Um, and the Pelicans are a team that I think I'd be very much be paying attention to this season. But um, anyways, all right, on to the next. Uh, what's what's the next on the awards? Uh, defensive Player of the Year. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, there were some. I feel like there were some choices for this one. It wasn't clear cut. Who did you have for this? I mean, I, I, I'm obviously gonna pick <coughs> Anthony Davis to win this one <laughs> because he's made it clear that that's his goal. And yeah, as a fan of the Lakers and as a fan of basketball, there's nothing this man can't do on the court. He can do everything. He can do it all. So if he's out there focusing on the defensive end. Uh, and if he is truly going to be locked in on that side of the court, then I I feel like he can definitely win Defensive Player of the Year, and and that's my choice. Yeah, um, he was actually my choice too. Um, so so I thought sort of the um, I thought of who who would be up for this award. Um, you know the usual like Rudy Gobert. I think he has a good chance of winning it again. Yeah, I mean, um, well, since we're on the topic, yeah, um, I can give you my. Uh, 
choice for all defensive first team. Yeah, uh, we could. Yeah, let's let's go into the okay, all defensive so, team because these are basically like DPOY candidates, right? Yeah. Um. So I have AD on my all defensive team. I have Rudy Gobert <laughs> on my all, all defensive mm-hmm. team. I have Giannis on my all defensive team. He is on mine too. And then the last two, um, I put Lonzo in there. Wow! Because you know, I we've been wow. con- we've been consistent on that uh, with Lon- with regard to Lonzo. Yeah. We've been consistent on that this whole time is that he yeah. has elite defense. The only thing though is that in order to make these kinds of lists, you almost have to kind of be good on the other side in order to garner. I feel uh, like you think that's true. Yeah, I mean the only guys. I mean, did Patrick Beverly ever make an All Defensive Team? He's the only guy I, I could think of who made all. Um, Marcus Smart has made an All Defensive Team. Okay, yeah, I guess. I I just feel like you can't be that bad on on, <laughs> on the other side in order to just you know what I mean. But um, that's I could see that happening though. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. Yeah. So I have Lonzo, and then my last one is Patrick Beverly. Yeah, so I have Patrick Beverly on it too, um, and then I have Kawhi. Okay, yeah, I mean Kawhi. Because um, I I hear he's not gonna have as much of a load management type of thing. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, you know, then that would change <laughs> a lot of things for me because I I went into these individual award predictions under the assumption that Kawhi Leonard is only gonna play like sixty games in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. That's what I heard. I, I uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I don't think he has the same. I think the reason why he had load management last year was because you know he was coming off of some, yeah, some in, you know injury concerns. Yeah, at San Antonio. So um, here's the other thing about Kawhi though. Like we we both know that he doesn't really care for the regular season <clears throat> at all. No, he doesn't. He, you know, he's he's about like racking up, you know, postseason honors. Yeah, I almost, trophies. but I almost feel like this is gonna be sort of one of those, you know, how like Kobe made a lot of all defensive teams, based on his uh, reputation. I mean, yeah. a lot of them were well deserved, but you know, some of those he he got on there because he was Kobe Bryant, and I I could see that being Kawhi now. He's he's kind of earned that that reputation at this. Point. I I feel like he's still <laughs> like in his defensive prime though i mean is he the same guy who shut down lebron in the heat in the heat series though i don't know if he shut him down but he certainly gave him fits you know right i don't know if he's the same guy but well that was what uh yeah i guess that was like five years ago yeah yeah i mean he's 27 yeah he's still in his prime yeah but uh like like I said, I I don't. Kawhi's still twenty seven. He's not twenty. Is he not twenty eight? I think he's twenty seven. Oh my gosh, man. Or is he? That really hurts that he's. Or is he twenty eight? He's on I'm the not Clippers. Sure. Well, I'll look up how old he is, but um, yeah, I just don't think he. I just don't think uh, garnering regular season awards is like yeah. much of a concern for him, and I yeah. don't think he's really going. to, You know, that's go fair. All, go all out. Yeah, that's fair. So um, so I the did, other but I the did other leave guy. him out of a lot of a lot yeah. of these awards. <laughs> really. Yeah. Okay, that's that's kind of an interesting. <laughs> I did leave him out. Well, um, he's twenty eight now. Yeah. By the way. But the other one about um, the defensive player of the year that I sort of had on my mind was Joel Joel Embiid. I kind of expect him to have a big year. Okay. Yeah. And partly because a lot of times defensive awards, defensive player of the year awards, also like if you have like 
the number one defense in the league. Um, I think that helps a lot too. Right, and um, the Sixers have a stack. I mean, that defense is, squad. Yeah, um, they're a dark horse championship squad in my opinion. Um, but yeah, he was. But yeah, uh, I, I went with Anthony Davis too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to the big award. Now this one, uh, most valuable player. Go uh, with that. I I gotta say that I went in a very different direction here. Wow. Okay. Um. So my my choice is gonna surprise you. Okay. Uh. But um. Why don't you share yours first? Um. I went with Steph. Okay. Yeah. Um. I went with Steph partly because of the situation. You know, I think, um, I, you know, I would love to have either AD or LeBron win it, but I think because they're both on the team, they might be cannibalizing each other's votes. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's interesting about Steph is that here's a guy who, what is he, a two-time MVP now? Right? Yeah, back-to-back. Back-to-back, first, right? I think he was the first unanimous MVP. I yeah, he was. Too. Um and he, this is a guy who's at was at the height of his powers, and I also I I kind of feel like he still is, and he kind of took a back seat. A two time MVP took a back seat to Kevin Durant, you know, um, and rightfully so because Kevin Durant is a he's a once in generation type of talent, right? But now Kevin Durant's no longer on the team, and not only that, we got Clay Thompson on the shelf, so. Looking at the situation, I feel like we could see Steph Curry kind of reaching back and and going back to one of those, going back to the height that he was at in terms of like just torching the league. Um, I think we could see him being putting up some insane numbers. Yeah. So, and you can't really say that he's not as valuable to his team than any other player, you know? Mm -hmm. Never much so as is now. So he's... He's a guy who I've I I'm predicting is probably gonna win the uh, MVP. Okay. Yeah. I I thought about Steph. Okay. For sure. Just because of, for all the reasons that you just said. For me, I didn't go with him because I feel like the Warriors' record is not gonna be good enough. And and this that is one does, of, this one yeah. award, this is one award where you know that does come into typically play. the mvp finishes in at least like the top <clears throat> two or three seeds in the conference For sure and i just don't picture the warriors being a two or three seed yeah so i didn't go with him however i went with someone that is a bit of a a, a surprise hold on let me try to guess not gonna be, be not gonna be looked on as a favorite oh uh somewhat of a dark horse what? A player that we, you know, in in a previous podcast we talked about like the best styles in the Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Yeah. You chose I him as like, your MVP. I feel like so. So let me explain why. Wow, I'm, I'm I can't wait to hear this, man. The MVP award is a popularity contest, right? Yeah, there's some pageantry to it, and. For whatever reason, the media likes to give players their turn. Yeah, you know? that is very much so in the NBA. So, for example, like a so, lot of people consider Giannis to be another uh, an MVP favorite. Going people, into a lot of season. people think he's going to win it again. Yeah, 
but I feel like he has a huge uphill climb to get that award because last year the Bucks were the number one seed in the East. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen again this this year. Mm-hmm. And he had a phenomenal year. He would basically have to top what he did last year to be heavily considered for that award. Okay. So I kind of ruled him out for those reasons. Uh, a lot of it's out of his control, right? Uh, LeBron has won four already, and I don't think the media is going to want to give him another one. No. Right? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis, who we're predicting to win Defensive Player of the Year, I don't think the media is going to want to give him both Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same year. That would be like a little too much love for one player, <laughs> right? That is, a, that is a Jordan-esque year. Uh, Harden has won one already. Steph has won two already. So I just feel like it's, you know, Damian Lillard's turn. And wow. He is definitely of he is definitely a superstar in my eyes, in your eyes too, right? Okay. And I feel like the Blazers have a really good team. They've always done well in the regular season. I think they've been the three seed in the past <clears throat> two years, right? Something like that. Yeah. And I think they're gonna, you know, have a really good regular season again this upcoming year. They added, you know, they're gonna get Nurkic back at some point. They added Hassan Whiteside. Um, you know, Lillard's there. Uh, CJ McCollum had a great postseason last year, and I think he's con- gonna continue to be a good player. Mm-hmm. So for those reasons, I feel like it's prime. It's a primed opportunity for him to. Um, make that splash and that is himself a, as a superstar that is a bold prediction right there yeah you went bold on yeah this i went one, I, I got Giannis right last year you so went, i'm i'm going with damian lillard right this now. year you're feeling yourself right now okay. i'm going with damian lillard this year okay and uh yeah i was also gonna say though like typically well yeah no yeah that's that's a i, I see your reasoning now but uh that is bold nevertheless so okay all right. Um, so, uh, should we talk about who we think is going to make All NBA First Team? Because I feel like that's a very diff- a diff- very difficult thing to choose. Because yeah. there's about seven or eight players that you can make very strong cases for. Yeah. And who are you going to leave out? You know. That is that's true. Okay, let's let's do that. Um, because you know, in terms of the guards, like. Steph, right? Steph's on it. I mean, I'm I'm picking Lillard as MVP, so I probably have to put him as yeah. And he's not on mine, yeah. And then there's James Harden, who's just a stat, a <laughs> stat a, machine. Yeah, he's a stat machine. So you know he's gonna be heavily favored to be All NBA first team, right? Yeah. And then you have LeBron. and the idea of LeBron being off that list is kind of insane. I right. feel LeBron. Yeah. Right. And, you know, in terms of big men, there's Anthony Davis, uh, Giannis, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Even maybe Jokic, too. Like, there's a lot of yeah. players that can make All-NBA first team this year. It's a really tough thing to predict, I feel like. Okay, but here's my list, all right? Okay. Uh, Steph, LeBron, AD, um, Giannis, and uh, Kawhi. Oh yeah, Kawhi too. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be my five. Okay, I don't think James Harden. Yeah, he does. He he. You know, he's a stat collector, but 
there's another guy on that team who's also a stat right. collector. Yeah, so true. I think that is going to be... That's going to play a part, you know? And I still think that they can be a dominant team, even without James Harden going supernova in the regular season like he usually does. Yeah. But I just... I think both both those players' stats are going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, like, from a stats standpoint, what James Harden's year is going to be. Yeah. I'll go with uh, Steph, Lillard, LeBron, AD, and Giannis. That are my five. Okay. All right. um, Do you want to do all rookie first team? I mean, I have my list for all rookie. Honestly, I don't have it, and it's a little hard. I mean, let's hear yours, though. Okay. Um, Obviously, Zion. Yeah. Uh, John Morant. Okay. Uh, a guy that I was really tempted to uh, pick as Rookie of the Year, Tyler Harrow. Have you seen him play? The guy on um, on the Miami. Heat? Yeah, he's, he's tearing it up. He's showing. He's showing like he's got some. He was a sleeper, huh? Yeah. Uh, him. Um, Kobe White. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Kobe, Kobe White. White. Man, yeah. And then the fifth. Person, I picked Jared Culver on the uh, Timberwolves. What pick was Tyler Harrow picked at? I think he was 14. Wow. Yeah, late lottery. Miami Heat actually knows. They know how to draft. Yeah, I mean, Justice Winslow's turning out to be a good player. Yeah, he's not um, the superstar that they might have expected, but he's a he's a really solid player. But also, um, what's that kid? I think they traded him, though, actually. Tyler Johnson? No, there's another player that... Uh, I Josh know. Richardson? Yeah. Josh Richardson is a yeah. good player, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's my all-rookie first team. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, let's uh go over our, I guess, playoff predictions. Yeah, you want to do Eastern Conference? Yeah, let's do first? the Eastern Conference first. Um, okay. How should we do this? I, yeah, I thought... I mean, obviously, the Western Conference is just ridiculous. Right. But uh, I thought the Eastern Conference was kind of hard to predict, too. I mean, there's clear-cut favorites, but I'm, in terms of just which teams made it will, will make it to the playoffs, Yeah, it was kind of tricky. Um, because of the fact that, like, yeah, like, Victor Oladipo's coming back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, which teams, which young squads are going to make a step, take a step forward? Like, you know, obviously, I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are going to make the playoffs this year but they're an up-and-coming team yeah you know um so who i have as the eighth seed yeah give me your give me your five through eight five through eight okay um well let's start from eight and then work your way to five okay um so i have eight i have the miami heat okay um i for seven i have the orlando magic Okay. And then six, I have the Detroit Pistons. And then um, five, I have the uh, Toronto Raptors. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there is a team that uh, we differ on. Okay. In terms of like, I, I, I didn't pick Detroit to make the playoffs this year. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a my, skull, That's a solid squad, though. I mean, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin. Yeah, I mean, who else do they have? Um, I think they picked up Derrick Rose too. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
It's nice sight. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about eight seed though. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. I. So my my five through eight is uh, at the eight seed. I have Orlando. Okay. At the seven seed, I have Miami. Yeah. I think Miami's gonna surprise people yeah, out there. Yeah, they, this year. they got a Jimmy good Butler obviously is on team. Tyler Harrow looks great. Yeah. Um, Spolstra is one of the best coaches out there. So yeah. I think they're gonna surprise they people. They got a good squad. Uh, six, I put Indiana. Yeah, they were on sort of my outside fringe, like probably like nine. Oh, really? You don't have them in the playoffs then? No. They were the three seed last year. Yeah, that'll they added happen. Malcolm Brogdon. They're gonna get uh, Old Depot back. And you still think that they're not going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was a fluke last year. I don't know, but um, they have a they have decent players on that team. Yeah. Wait, oh, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Did you say Indiana Pacers? Yeah. Oh no no actually they are on my on my list. I don't know why I thought maybe uh, I got that confused with another team. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, so, yeah. so six, I have Indiana, and five, I have uh, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. What? You got the Brooklyn Nets, huh? Yeah, they're gonna make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm a fan of their young core too. Yeah, actually, that's true. I mean, they they got a good. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's the squad that I didn't have making it. Wow. You don't think the Nets are making the playoffs this year? Yeah. Damn. Once your boy D'Angelo Russell leaves the team, you're just like <laughs> throwing them in the trash can, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I have I have the Pacers at four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have the Pacers. At four. All right. And my number four is uh, the Celtics. And my number three is the Celtics. Okay. Yeah. My number three are the Raptors, actually. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, championship pedigree. Uh, yeah, they're definitely playoff making it. tested. They're now. definitely making the playoffs. Yeah. I think Siakam's going to take a leap. I think yeah. Van Fleet's going to take a leap. Yeah, you know, the biggest difference that we have is uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and it's because we both differ on Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, Look, I think, he, I, I think he's going to fit in well there. Yeah. Uh, I'm optimistic about his prospects as a yeah. Brooklyn Net. Okay, number two. I got All right. The... Yeah, so the top two are obviously the, yeah. you know, the two favorites in the East. Uh <laughs> So who do you have as number two? Uh, the Bucks. Yeah, I have the Bucks as two as well. So that that means we both have the Sixers as number one. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like who's coming out of the East, I think we're both picking the Sixers to come out of the East, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that team is seriously really stacked. I and, mean, and... I think Josh Richardson's like the shortest starter on yeah. that team, and he's six six, right? Yeah, that team is it, the the only thing that they're missing. Well, one is I think uh, you know I think the injury, the injury bug is something they have to really be careful about, especially with Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that they're missing is the whole you know, and I believe it, especially in the NBA playoffs, is that you have to have been there before to really win it all. You know what I mean? You kind of have to like make it really far. Uh, you have to have that playoff heartbreak in order to take that next step yeah. and they haven't had that yet yeah but on paper that that team is really really strong they kind of like still need to pay their dues yeah right yeah and i still believe that in the in the playoffs well i mean we're picking them to go all the way to the finals so this i mean yeah so i can they're gonna lose in the finals they're gonna lose in the finals <laughs> basically what i'm saying you know so um yeah i mean there are questions with the Sixers team about like outside shooting. Obviously, like JJ Reddick's not on the team anymore. Yeah, 
so their starting lineup is what? Josh Richardson, uh, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Who's their fifth starter? I'm blanking on the fifth starter. Uh, uh, is JJ... Uh, JJ's back, right? No, JJ's on the Pelicans now. Oh, you're right. That's right. He is. And they... Yeah, he made that comment of how... Uh... They need to make the playoffs because he's made the playoffs every year. Yo, Al Horford. Al Horford's on their team now. Yeah. So their starting lineup is Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. Yeah, that, that um, is an insane squad. Oh, they actually also they also have uh, a rookie that's looking like he's going to be really good too, Matisse Thybul. Yeah, they're saying he's like a defensive beast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that even adds to their how stout their team is on it from the defensive perspective yeah so defense is on point i think their biggest question is probably gonna be outside shooting but uh the talent level on that team is you know pretty overwhelming to the point where you know we feel like we're gonna they're gonna make the finals for sure yeah all right now let's go to the stacked ass (laughs) western conference this was uh I had to think about this one for a couple minutes. Oh yeah, how to how to yeah seed out these yeah, and I and I will say like if everybody stays healthy, and I'm hoping actually not even just the Lakers. I honestly I just want all the teams to be healthy because that's what you want to see. You want you know you want to see your best beat everyone else's best. You know yeah. Um, but I think like if everyone stays healthy and it just plays out the way we all hope it does, I think the records like these can all be interchangeable because I think the records are going to be that stinking close right like the difference between like the one and the eight seed is gonna be but a couple games exactly like that's how crazy it is you know all right so uh let's go over our playoff picks okay so i'll tell you what team that i then that i feel like missed the playoffs would miss the playoffs number my number nine seed um is actually uh the thunder yeah i mean they um out of all the teams, obviously the Lakers didn't make the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. And we're both going to pick them to be in the playoffs this year. That means like one of the teams is going to ha- has to come out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were my team from last year's playoff pool. Yeah. To not make it this year. Yeah. But like I said before, I think they're going to be they're going to be a pesky team. <laughs> they're going to be a pesky team, right? Yeah. Yeah. The starting lineup is not bad. No, honestly, um, when I took another look at the squad, I was like, they've got some, they've got some good pieces. CP3, SGA, Gallinari, Steven Adams, you know. Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson. Dennis Schroeder, no, Schroeder. Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Um, they got good pieces. I, you know, if this team was in the East, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. they'd be in the playoffs. So You know, another, another sexy, trendy pick to make the playoffs. Kings. Kings, yeah. Also, they were on my fringe too. They were on my fringe also, and also the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, the, I the all three of those teams, I feel like could very well be in the playoffs on the on the Eastern Conference. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know, but maybe I don't know about Pelicans, but yeah. Okay, so uh, who was your who was your number eight seed? So my number eight seed was uh the Spurs. Okay. Yeah, they were mine as well. Um. I don't know much more to say about this team, but other than the fact that I'm actually just giving it to them because they just pretty much make the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they got Popovich, who, uh, again, this is nothing else to say. I mean, this is an organization that just wins, finds ways to win. Um, you know, Achilles tearing, players. Achilles tearing. Lamarcus Aldridge is still averaging like twenty a game. Yeah, it's just. I think Rudy Gay had a really good year last year. Yeah, they work like it's just it's clockwork with this squad, and I'm kind of giving it a giving them like a you know lifetime achievement award for these yeah. guys. They're they're gonna make it in this load, and that's saying a lot. It's such a loaded loaded yeah. conference. Uh, but yeah, they're my they're my number eight. Demar Derozan's on the team. Yeah, yeah, I think they have really good role players like you know Derek White. Yeah, Dejounte Murray. And they'll never be outcoached, you know. So. Right. Yeah. So number eight, they'll make the playoffs for the twenty something straight year. Again. Yeah. Right. Um. So number seven. Seed. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Already, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, I had a lot of. The the five, six, and seven were really hard for me to choose. And again, this is only a couple games I feel like are gonna separate each of these teams, you know? My one through seven was hard to choose. So Yeah, I mean yeah. exactly true, true. Um seven was where the trailblazers for me. Which I think are gonna be higher for you because obviously Damian Lillard's gonna win it all. Yeah. Or win yeah. the uh MVP, right? Um Yeah. They are they are the seventh seed for me. Okay, for me, I put as number seven the Warriors. Yeah, okay. Obviously, you know, they're injury-riddled, and they're not quite the squad that they once were, to put, okay. it, to put it mildly. They're in that, they're in that area for me, too, um, but a couple spots higher. Because, yeah, again, I think Steph Curry's going to win the MVP. I'm curious to see, like, how Steph and D'Angelo work out uh, not sure. not from a scoring standpoint, yeah. but from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, like yeah. are other teams gonna feast on that backcourt? Yeah, because that they have some defensive deficiencies on that. Yeah. I mean, you, there's only one Draymond on that team, you know. So right. it's like right. Clay's gonna be out till the All Star break. Right. So and also, I I wonder how Draymond's gonna handle D'Angelo Russell. You know, like that just is not a. You don't think that's a match made in heaven? I don't think so, you man. I feel like pairing? I feel like D'Angelo is a he's a kid. You know what I mean? Like. And D- and Draymond is just the kind of guy who's just like, get off my lawn, like, I don't, I'm not vibing with your, like, whole thing going, you know? It's it's gonna be, uh, Draymond KD part two? <laughs> maybe, In terms maybe. of, uh, locker room? Yeah. Locker room strife? Maybe. That's uh, potential, I guess. Um, so, at number six, I have, they're a little bit lower than a lot of people are predicting, and again... They could be all the way up to number three, in my opinion. But I got the Jazz. Okay, I have uh, I have Denver at the sixth spot. Really? Yeah. Man, you're just sleeping on my boy. You're sleeping on my boy over here. So that's obviously obviously the Nuggets have like a ton of talent on their team, right? I mean, they're all you. They're like the Sixers of the West. They got they got some massive pieces. Yeah. Uh. You know, I I do ascribe to the theory of like having too many cooks in the kitchen. Okay. Cause first world problems basically for this team. Yeah, because you have players like Will Barton, like Tory Craig, <clears throat> Hernan Gomez, Gary yeah. Harris. The, there's only one ball on the court. Yeah, I see like, what you're. They gonna, I see what you're saying. All that? I see what you're saying with that. If they didn't have a clear-cut number one guy, who I think they have in 
you know, Jokic. Joker. Yeah, the Joker. I mean, I think uh, it seems pretty clear to me that Jokic and Jamal Murray are yeah. like their two guys, yeah, right? They're, they're, yeah. But you know, they're adding Michael Porter Jr. into the fold. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want to give him minutes too. Is that gonna unsettle like one of the other players? Malik okay. Beasley's on their team too. He's also really good. Yeah. So it's like okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what's gonna happen with that team. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Denver's my number six. Uh, you know, there's people predicting them to be the number one seed. And that would not surprise <laughs> me. That would not surprise me at all, to be yeah. honest with okay. you. Um, so my number five is actually Utah. Yeah, okay. I, I well, yeah. I I have them at, 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 hold on. Well, we were at, what was your, who was your seven? Uh, Golden State. And your six was Denver. Yeah. And my five was Utah. So my six was Utah and my five were the Warriors. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh I, I mean, and I don't know what else to say about the Utah Jazz, but like the team is stacked. But Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of teams are a lot of a lot of experts are like super high on the Jazz, right? Yeah. I think for me though, it's like when you ask yourself, who's the best player on the Jazz? Who is it? Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Rudy Gobert? Yeah. You know, like everything that you said about the Nuggets, I pretty much feel the way I feel about the Jazz. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's a clear cut one and a clear cut two on the Nuggets. I feel like it's almost less so than the Jazz. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah Donovan Mitch, but also he's he's not at the same tier level to me and as the Joker. You know. Okay. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But that team is stacked. It's loaded, and they added Mike Conley, who is he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA, in my opinion. Right. right. You know. Um, yeah, they'll be. I mean, they'll they'll be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, <laughs> let's get to our top four seeds. Tough. Um, here. It's so tough. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I I went back and forth many times on, on oh me my too p- positioning this yeah um, but I'll just say that uh, my number four seed is the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Okay. And I thought about putting them at number one, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, just because I never thought that, though. They're tailor-made for the regular season, I feel like. Oh, yeah, okay. You know? That's what you're saying. Uh, James Harden, for all the shit that we talk about him, he's the most unguardable player. I mean, a, Annoyingly, strong, a strong argument for the most yeah. unguardable player in the Annoyingly NBA Annoyingly right the most unguardable player, yeah. Uh, I think <clears throat> news just broke out that Gerald Green is gonna be out for the year or potentially that's kind of a small that's that's kind of a blow to their team i feel like it's a big blow yeah um but yeah they add they have westbrook they have two superstars in their in their backcourt um of course with all of the china shit and d'antoni's in his the last year of his contract i feel like it's a highly combustible situation in houston yeah so they they were on one of my top storylines, right? Uh, what's gonna happen with that team? Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're. I just put them at number four because there's a lot of question marks with how things are gonna shake out there. So I have uh this the top four that I have. It's almost like the tiers. 
there's a top tier that occupy the one and two spots mm -hmm. and then the next tier that occupy the three and four spots so these two three and four were interchangeable for me but yeah i have the rockets at four too okay um but i feel like they could very well be the three too i never had them in number one but um i had them i had this team interchangeable the rockets interchangeable with the three seed which i have at uh, as the nuggets okay yeah okay yeah that's a um that's a fair choice i, I mean, feel like those two teams the nuggets and the uh and the rockets are very tailor made for the regular season you know yeah so and you know you have denver as the three seed right i have them as the six seed but that could mean a difference of like two sure, or three games sure, right sure sure um yeah. Gonna be like in the fifty game yeah. range, right? Is what we're predicting. It's gonna with. be a bloodbath, basically. Yeah, it's gonna be such a bloodbath. So my number three seed <laughs> is uh the Lakers. Wow, say it ain't so. Yeah. Yeah. Um look, LeBron's gonna sit out a couple games. Yeah. You know? AD's gonna sit out a couple games. And I feel like because there's like championship experience on our team, it's like they don't. They don't really need to fight super hard for home court advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're one of the teams that can do it like mm -hmm. on the road. Because LeBron's, I mean, he's he's so battle tested. It's not. He's so battle tested. They're dang. He won game bat seven against the Warriors. Right. Uh, right. Like yeah. You know, um, Danny Green's won a couple of championships. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Rondo's won a championship. So they have like veteran, good veteran leadership on that team. Uh, to be able to win games on the road in the playoffs. And so I think they're going to make it more of a priority to be fresh going into the playoffs. Okay. At least I'd like to think so anyway. Okay. You know? um, so I, I put them at the number three seed. That's crazy, man. I know what you got. I know what you got in the top two now, the, the team, though. That's... Yeah. So, right. so my number two seed is uh, yeah. the Blazers. Crazy, yeah. You got you got high expectations of Dame Dalla. Well, here's the thing: like for everything that I said about the Lakers just now, I feel like the opposite is true for Portland. Like they need home court advantage, and home court advantage is very. It, it plays a part in Portland. Yeah, because it's have so a, hard to they play. They have a big Portland. home. They have a really good home court advantage, <clears> as <throat> is the case with a lot of these Western yeah. Conference teams, but uh, especially in Portland too, and. Uh, you know they've done they've exceeded expectations in the last two regular seasons uh despite a lot of people counting them out and i feel like people are sleeping on them again and uh you know i feel like the hassan whiteside pickup is 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 going to help them a lot <clears throat> yeah you know uh obviously dame they got ken baysmore too ken baysmore um yeah they got some good pieces Rodney Hood actually played well for them in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, they're going to do really... They're going to have another strong regular season. It hinges on it hinges on what Nurkic looks like, you know? What he'll look like coming back. Yeah, a newly, uh, a newly appointed clutch sports client, Yusuf <laughs> Nurkic, by the way. I don't know. LeBron pretty much... Uh posterized them with that that's true that's but, true uh, yeah. yeah but so they they're my number two and then obviously i have clippers as number one yeah i i have the clippers at number one too yeah um yeah number two are the lakers yeah yeah i think um i feel like the lakers could be number one but like you said i think 
LeBron, he's you want to talk about load management, that's very much going to be in play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is the year that, you know, we went from like, this is the year we're going to go from, wow, Anthony Davis is a really good player to, okay, we're looking at possibly an historic level type of player. You know what I mean? You know that stat line that we always talk about, about like the top three greatest PERs, career PERs and all that, you know? Yeah. That's something the stat heads see and we're like kind of, the bit boggles the mind, right? Right. But like the general masses are, they don't look at that, you know what I mean? And this is the year I think Anthony Davis really he gets put on the map. You know what I mean? This, this is, is like the, the big, Giannis. This is the biggest stage that he'll ever be on. Yeah. Right? As a Laker. Yeah. And <clears throat> he's in his prime. Prime, prime. We're talking about like, yeah, the prime of his prime. Yeah. Like Miami Heat LeBron. Exactly. Type prime exactly. right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's poised to like make yeah. a huge spot. This, this, this number two spot is, is, is basically on the, the shoulders of AD. Because I feel like, you know, He's that good of a talent. Yeah, and he's and he's playing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of boggles the mind there too, right? Like, okay, <laughs> I I'm a little bit tor- like I'm kind of torn on the decision to play AD tonight because on one hand I'm like, why do you need to play him right now? Yeah, you know. Yeah, we already had one scare. Like, why do why are you putting him it's out there necessary. in another meaningless game? Yeah, but on the other hand, it's like. Damn, I'm glad that he's able to play again, you know? Right. It's a good sign. Yeah. It's a good sign. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. so we were both, you know, on the Clippers at number one. And for me, it's begrudgingly. For me, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's unfortunate. But like... That's the concession that I'm giving the Clippers is that they'll, they'll win the regular season. Yeah. But when it comes to the postseason. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's... Honestly, it's just kind of undeniable because... You you really got to give the respect to this team solely because Kawhi is the guy that demands respect. You know what I mean? He's like the Walter White of this of this NBA. You know, Eisenberg. He's Eisenberg. Yeah. You know, the guy is like an agent of chaos. The guy is insane, and I I give him the respect for that. You know, so yeah, um, yeah he he might have that load management. I, I read that he, he's not going to, but even still, like that team is just on paper it's got all the ingredients for a championship um i actually don't think that paul george is going to be as good we i feel like we've seen his best but even him not at his best is going to be it's 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 going to help this team get that number one seed so yeah yeah okay so do i even need to ask you who i think is coming out of the west Nah, man, I got. I, this is a Laker podcast. Yes. Right. We can we cannot not pick the Lakers to to yeah. come out of the West this year. You know, I mean, like last year, it was so obvious, it was so apparent that you know the Warriors were the favorites. Yeah. This year, nah, man. We, anything less than a championship from these Lakers is going to be a failure. I mean, the Lakers have the. Uh... Stephen A. curse on them now because he did just recently pick them to come out of the West, so that not a good sign. You know, but that gives me a little pause. But I'm still rolling with the Lakers. <laughs> however, obviously, yeah. However, however, we are going with the Lakers. Yeah. Though. So Lakers, Sixers, NBA Finals, and you know, I, I yeah, Lakers and six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say though, like, uh, that whole injury scare though with the Lakers is so real though. That's good. That is. Don't the you one... feel like that's 
with every team though i feel like is in particular with the lakers especially with recent events of how many times the injury bug has kind of bit the lakers yeah, I mean, it's something to look at, especially Anthony Davis too is not necessarily some guy who's kind of like an eighty-two game a year warrior, you know? Right, right. So I think in terms of like the mental health of the Laker fan base, we ha- we do have a little bit of trauma. Yeah, given recent events, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. So we are one of the more f- fragile, fragile teams. In yeah, terms and it's of not like, like we have a ton risk. of depth, you know. Yeah, um, but that's okay, you know. To win a championship in the NBA, you don't have to have... You can be top-heavy as long as that top is just sort of the... Firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and also as long as that that top-heaviness is is skewed to, like, the cream of the crop. And we have the cream of the crop. LeBron and AD are, are like, two of the top five players in the NBA. Right. So, yeah. Lakers in three in the final. <laughs> oh gonna... man, we get hyped for this season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so those are our predictions. Um, let's talk. A you didn't have bit. a coach of the year. Oh yeah, we should talk about coach. Of the I year, feel right? like Frank Vogel has a good chance of being coach of the year. Actually, um, my coach of the year is LeBron James. No, I'm just uh, GM of the year is LeBron James. I'll say, I'll say, um, Terry Stotts because I'm putting the Blazers up so high. I know you. Yeah, you got the you got the Trailblazers taking a sweep on all the regular season awards, huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, who would you pick as coach of the year? I actually, I had Frank Vogel. Okay. Yeah, I warmed up to him, so I think he, uh, yeah, he'll be good. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now that we've gotten the predictions out of the way, let's talk a little bit about LeBron's recent comments about China. Yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and also... Very surprising comments. Very surprising. And I gotta say, on a personal level, I'm a little disappointed, you know? Not that LeBron cares what I think, but... Yeah. It's a little disappointing, you know? Because this is a guy who... You know, over the years, he's made it a point that he stands for a social... He's a social activist, you know? And the fact that he's been so vocal towards, like... And, and it's so great. He's so vocal towards, like, you know, his the black community, um, you know, minorities. Right, like, social injustices in this country, you know? Yeah, yeah. and he's he stood for that many, many times this, you know, these past couple of years. You know, he stood up to Trump. Um, so it's really disappointing that he, not only that he didn't do it, but just like you said, the way he, the way he said it is very, it was a very odd way to, the way he did it. Well, he kind of went like the opposite way from his past, right. You know, stances on social issues. Right. Which is, it was really weird to hear him like just go after Daryl Morey. Yeah. It felt like a very tone deaf type of thing. And also, I mean... I mean, I don't know if I subscribe to it, but there's like sort of the, uh, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that he basically was told to say this by his, you know, Chinese constituents, you know what I mean? Cause it's, oh, there's that theory out there? Yeah, because honestly, it's such an, it was such an odd thing for him to say, you know what I mean? I, think, I thought it was so bizarre, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, for him to use, to go about it in that angle, so... I don't know if I buy that, but it would almost seems to make sense if that was the case. Um, yeah, for him to go after Daryl Morey like that was such an odd thing. For him to say, you know, what was it like? 
I'm not saying you can't say it, but the timing of it is is was not appropriate. It's such a weird thing to say, you know? And also saying that he's like misinformed or mis uneducated on yeah. the issues. It's like It made him sound a little misinformed. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And and ultimately just honestly not not a good look. Right like yeah, if you're calling someone uneducated on the issue, that's I'm gonna assume that you are educated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And then that, but he didn't say, and he himself said that I don't know enough to say anything. <laughs> so it's like, how can you say someone else doesn't know if you don't? Yeah, how you can know? you say the answer to a question is wrong if you don't know the right answer yourself? I think, I think, uh, I think the obvious thing is that he's most concerned about the financial repercussions of what which Darryl is Moore why did. people are saying that the conspiracy theorists out there are saying that it's. He was basically given talking points by right. the, you know. You mean I? I think it was reported this week that Kyle Kuzma like lost out on a million dollar right. deal, right, endorsement right, deal, right. because of Daryl Morey's tweet. Yeah. And on one side, on one hand, I understand if an NBA player is upset because Daryl Morey costed them money. Mm-hmm. Like I get that. Yeah. It's just who we're talking about here, like a guy that's like so vocal about social issues, and also so wealthy, He's yeah, worth four hundred fifty million dollars, and half a billion. He said many. I mean, his whole—he's more than an athlete. That's that was his thing. That was his, you know, uh, for him to say something like that is just like it's inconsistent <clears throat> with the how he's approached other things in the past. Yeah, and he's being skewered for it now. Like people are roasting him. And this cancer had a funny tweet uh, today. I think he tweeted like, "I'm I choose to be more than an athlete." Yeah, kind of throwing a dig at LeBron because you yeah. know, and this cancer's always been it's been the vocal corner. about he's he's one, on one hand he's had a thing with LeBron for many years. Yeah, he's been a thorn on his side. And two, he's Turkish, and he's you know he's, he has his own uh, political interests you know interests from for his home country and he's always been outspoken about those things you know going on back in turkey um so he's taking a shot at lebron and you know the the memes are coming out yeah right now yeah and you know i normally i i wouldn't care much about it but i it's honestly it's kind of all deserved i feel like i think well i'm not gonna roast i'm not gonna roast lebron i don't think he merits like complete vitriol you know? Yeah, I'm not saying I, I don't think it's anything yeah, I'm not saying he needs to be like yeah destroyed, but to be honest, the roasting I feel like is merited, you know? Because he's looking like a hypocrite, you know? Yeah, I, it just it just was very <clears throat> odd for him to say what he said and very th- tone deaf. This this only uh, this kind <clears throat> of supports our point that we made last podcast is that this China shit is like not going away anytime soon. Yeah. It's a complicated mess that I don't think anyone really has a solid grasp on, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, on top of that too, I think this, this is, I, I actually think it's a pretty big deal for LeBron to, having him done this. I think this is probably his biggest misstep since the decision. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's that big of a mistake. It's funny because funny you brought the decision because you know after he did the decision, like you saw like people out in the streets of Cleveland like burning his jersey. Yeah, and they're showing people in China burning his jersey too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hong Kong, right? Or or Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Kong, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure in China they're raising his jersey up. Well, the there's there's a, there's like gifts of him being photoshopped 
uh, Winnie the on, Pooh on on Mao on Mao Zedong's like face, yeah. you know, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, it's he, it's a misstep, one of the few missteps that LeBron has taken. It's just unfortunately for him, like whenever he makes a mistake, it's like national news, you know, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this China thing is like it's we've only just begun with this whole episode. Yeah, you know? it's it's gonna be very interesting to see how this is gonna unfold. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that will not take too much away from this upcoming NBA season, which is shaping up to know. be an exciting one. You know, I think yeah. I mean, I feel like this is gonna be the most NBA basketball I'm gonna I'm gonna have watched in a long time this upcoming year. Yeah, you know, uh, in less than a week we have the Lakers and Clippers crazy opening night crazy you know uh part of a double header with uh the pelicans and raptors which is also going to be an interesting game yeah you know it's going to be fun to see any game is going to be fun to watch yeah we have the uh, lakers warriors preseason game tonight anthony davis is slated to come back um i think they play one more preseason game against the warriors in a couple days and then after that it's opening night so uh yeah, I hope you guys are excited, as excited about NBA basketball as we are. Um, I guess we'll have to amp up our podcasting efforts for sure. Now that the NBA season is upon us, for sure. You know, um, there's, I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about from game to game. I want to say this before the games actually start. It's like too often we're like prisoner of the moment, right? Yeah, and it's like. <clears throat> Our emotions swing from game to game. It's like if... Especially when it comes with the Lakers. Yeah. If it... Say we lose opening night <clears> to the Clippers, <throat> it's like we're fucked, you know? Yeah. Or like... Say we win. Say we win. Then, then it's, it's championship. like... Championship parade. Let's go, <laughs> you know? And it's like... Let's try to temper our emotions as much as possible. Uh, I know it's... You know... It's not the easiest thing to do. But... Uh, before this season starts, we do acknowledge that this is a championship caliber roster, right? Haven't said that in years, many years, probably since Kobe was on the team. Mm -hmm. And so, if we take a few losses here and there, you know, it, it shouldn't be the end of the world. If everyone's healthy, it shouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, this is a far cry from, like, you know, back in the day when the Lakers-Shaq era, like, losing big, quote-unquote, big games in the regular season was old hat. Lakers would lose big games in the regular season all the time. You know why? Because they didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Because once the playoffs started, they just turned that they just turned it on, you know? I mean Shaq was like the poster child of that yeah. mentality, right? Rehabbing on company time. I mean he he was probably playing at like a seventy five percent clip <laughs> yeah. during the regular season. Yeah. And then when it came to the postseason he like turned it on. Yeah. You know? Uh he I don't know a... that this team could necessarily do that. Yeah. Like, Especially LeBron. in the loaded Western Conference. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know the point being that, look, it's you, you know you're gonna lose a couple games here and there. You can't win them. You can't win. You can't go eighty two and zero. You know. Yeah, I mean so. this this roster is like a pretty interesting mix of players that have already established themselves. Right, guys like LeBron, AD, Danny Green. You know, we know what we're gonna get out of him, uh, and. And there are players that still have things to prove, like Kyle Kuzma still has a bit to prove. Yeah. 
Dwight Howard has to prove that he can be an NBA player. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Um, Avery Bradley. Who, by the way, Alex Caruso is not looking very good in the preseason. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there. It's an. It's a good mix. There's, you know, good veteran leadership on the team. So, um, it's championship caliber roster nonetheless. So can't get too caught up in regular season losses moving forward. But um, I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with that said, we have NBA regular season basketball just right ahead. You know? Right at our doorstep. Yeah, so it's exciting times, and we can't wait to uh, catch up with you guys once uh, once that opener is, is played, you know. So um, with that said, we'll end the podcast here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, hit us up on Twitter at 81PointsPodcast. Um, our email is 81pointspodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll be back shortly with more uh, Lakers talk for you guys so uh, thanks for listening and we'll check back with you guys next time thank you for tuning in to 81 points we are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me Chris Lim and my longtime friend and co-host Chris Lee if you like what you heard please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.